0: The man in roten auto is sehr ungustel. And welcome to Shift F1, a podcast about speedy race cars. I am Drew Scanlon. Uh, apologies for the late and solo uh, episode this week. Uh, a lot of uh, scheduling stuff got thrown into disarray with uh, the 4th of July holiday. Um, but uh, we are here. I am here with you. We are here together to talk about speedy race car. specifically the race in austria österreich um this weekend so let's just dive right in here shall we and talk about the circuit itself so uh f1 has raced on a track at this location in spielberg austria on and off since 1970 uh it used to be called the österreich ring uh, not the Jason Osterreich ring, if there's any confusion on that one. Um, but for safety reasons, it was overhauled in 1996 by uh, the ubiquitous Herman Tilke. It is now called the Red Bull Ring and has the fewest turns of any F1 track at 10. Uh, three of those are barely long enough uh, to be turns, though, so it's more like seven turns. Uh, The track is 2.7 miles or 4.3 kilometers long, making it the fourth shortest on the calendar, Uh, but does have the shortest lap time of all the current F1 Circus around the 1 minute 10. I think the record for a race lap is 1 minute 8, held by Michael Schumacher. Uh, However, as Nico Hulkenberg says, quote, it is important not to get a false impression as it's still a very technical and challenging track. Uh, It does have a fair amount of elevation changes, starting with a rise up to the uh, turn one, uh, which is a right-hander. And it's somewhat narrow um, and features a lot of runoff on the outside, so expect to be... Uh, or expect that to be getting a lot of use on uh, on lap one. Uh, from there, the track tapers downhill uh, into another sharp right-hander where uh, <laughs> Hamilton and Nico Rosberg collided last year on the final lap. Um, after that, it's the first of two DRS zones, uh, which, you know, incorporates some of those non-turns. They're really just kind of these kinks, but you can, you can take a lot of them uh, flat out. Uh, but that then starts to... Uh, slope downhill, and after that, you're dropped into this sort of twisty section that coils up in the middle of the circuit, made up of mostly uh, high-speed sweeping turns. Uh, One more hill climb over a blind crest, which is kind of freaky, uh, and that drops you into two right-handers that are important to nail, because the last one is the beginning of the second DRS straight that leads uh, across the start-finish line. So it's a a short little track, but it has had its fair share of close finishes and uh, dramatic last laps. Um, F1 uh, itself has uh, a YouTube uh, video on um, uh, three, I think, close finishes uh, that have have come at this specific circuit. So uh, I will be sure to link that in the show notes at f1.cool if you want to Check out the history of uh, the Austrian Grand Prix. Um, regarding circuit changes to the layout, uh, F1 Fanatic has this to say: uh, quote: The generous asphalt runoffs at certain points on the track have led to many complaints about corner cutting. Uh, last year, the race organizers attempted to solve this by installing new curbs at several points on the circuit. Some of these were blamed, however, for Danny Fiat's high-speed crash during qualifying. Uh, As well as being one of the quicker layouts on the schedule, the track surface is fairly abrasive. This puts Pirelli's decision to bring the softest tires uh, should mean tire strategy plays a greater role at this race than it has so far this year. However, 12 months ago, Sebastian Vettel's race was ruined when a tire blew while he was leading. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see if any issues like that rear their heads uh, this year. Uh, speaking of tires, we've got, uh, as the article said, soft, super soft, and ultra soft. Uh, teams are only taking one or two sets of the softs, um, but they are varying more widely in how many of the the middle compound, the super softs, that they're choosing. Um, The rest, of course, being made up by Ultrasofts. Uh, So Red Bull's maximizing on Ultrasofts. They're taking only two Super Soft sets. Uh, Hamilton and Botas are taking three and four Super Softs, respectively. And Fettel and Raikkonen are taking five and four Super Softs, respectively. Uh, Weather forecast for qualifying looks to be a little warm in the mid-80s or high 20s, if you're Celsius. Uh, 50% humidity and a 10% chance of rain with uh, a gentle breeze. Uh, similar temps and humidity for race day, but that rain percentage jumps to 60% at race time with stronger wind. Uh personally, I love to see more rain at these races. I feel like we haven't gotten uh enough. It it is always um you know, it's it, it adds another dimension to the races and is always uh it just makes things that much more tense. So, I I love it when it rains. So, I I'm, I'm looking forward to maybe seeing some precip on the weekend um that's about it for the lead up to austria i've got some other news here mainly centered around the fallout from uh Fettel and hamilton's confrontation uh coming together in baku um a few quotes from around the world of racing uh button has this to say about uh hot headedness uh, he tweeted, Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan GP was a pleasure to watch because adrenaline and emotions were high. What Fell did was silly, but he's been punished. Move on. A driver at racing speed forces another driver off track. He would get less punishment than a 10-second drive-through. Um, I think he's got a good point. You know, they they weren't driving at super high speed, um, but it, you know, they weren't really racing either. So um, uh, here, here's Ross Braun. Quote, It shouldn't have happened, Uh, It shows the passion of the guys fighting for the world championship. That's the passion we want to see. Sebastian will reflect on what happened and learn from it. We want to see that passion in the future, but perhaps not as raw as we saw in Baku. Um, I I agree. I I think, you know, you don't want this to be just a day in the park and it's almost seeing something like that happen with Vettel and Hamilton is almost uh, a reminder that they're human. Um, And in that respect, I think it, uh, it it makes things more exciting, but you know, Hamilton's made some, some good points as have a lot of other people uh, in in, um, the wake of this uh, incident that like, look, yes, it's great to fight hard and, 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 you know, be passionate, but, there are kids, you know, watching this and it's not setting a great example. So um, to his credit, though, Sebastian Fettel did come out on his uh, website and write a uh, an, an open uh, letter to motor racing fans. Uh, and I will quote it in its entirety right here. Dear motor racing fans, concerning the incidents of Baku, I'd like to explain myself. During the restart lap, I got surprised by Lewis and ran into the back of his car. With hindsight, I don't believe he had any bad intentions. In the heat of the action, I then overreacted, and therefore I want to apologize to Lewis directly, as well as to all the people who were watching the race. I realized that I was not setting a good example. I had no intention at any time to put Lewis in danger, but I understand that I caused a dangerous situation. Therefore, I would like to apologize to the FIA. I accept and respect the decisions that were taken at today's meeting in Paris, uh, that he met with the FIA, uh, as well as the penalty imposed by the stewards in Baku. I love the sport, and I am determined to represent it in a way that can be an example for future generations. So, I uh, signed, Sebastian. Uh, so I think... This is this is exactly what I wanted to see. I was really kind of dismayed by him doubling down on uh I didn't do anything uh directly in the aftermath of the race, but it seems like he has come to his senses and uh apparently he even apologized to Lewis Hamilton via text message uh directly after the race. So it's it's nice to see him um coming clean and uh it, it sounds like the the FIA is kind of uh, taking taking that uh, to heart as well. So they this from F1 fanatic. They issued a statement. The FIA did um, and say Sebastian Vettel has uh, extended his sincere apologies to the FIA and the wider motorsport family. He additionally committed to devote personal time over the next twelve months to educate uh, to educational activities across a variety of FIA championships and events, including uh, in the FIA Formula Two Championship, the FIA Formula Three European Championship. Uh, at an FIA Formula 4 championship to be defined and at the FIA Stewards Seminar. Due to this incident, President John Todd instructed that no road safety activities should be endorsed by Sebastian Vettel until the end of this year. In light of these developments, FIA President John Todd decided that on this occasion, the matter should be closed. So, <laughs> Vettel getting some, uh, the equivalent of community service here, I guess, in, in exchange, or in instead of jail time. So, uh, good for him. I, I also like that they <laughs> have barred him from being included in any road safety activities. So, uh, I'm, it's probably a win for him, frankly. Uh, in the pre Austria news conference Hamilton said uh, quote "I accept his apology, and we will move forward so uh let's let's consider that case closed. I guess it's not totally because uh if you'll recall from last episode, if Fettel earns three more super license points uh in this race, uh he will have to um be suspended one race which could have severe championship implications so i i would expect to see a little more cautious reserved sebastian Vettel for uh, for austria uh moving on robert kibitza who we have spoken with or spoken about i've i've never met him um uh is going to do a second test with Renault. so to reset who this guy is this is from uh, bbc Kubica had previously driven for BMW Sauber, winning the 2008 Canadian Grand Prix. I believe he started his career in 2006 Uh, and was considered to be one of the sport's brightest talents, rated by uh, some in a similar bracket to multiple world champions, Fernando Alonso, Lewis Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel. Um, He joined Renault in 2010 and raced with them for a year until in February 2011, his F1 career appeared to be over when he suffered multiple fractures and a partially severed right arm in a rally crash, which happened a few weeks before he was due to start his second season with Renault. Uh, He also suffered arm and leg fractures after his car hit a church wall. Uh, However, he and Renault have maintained contact after an impressive first test back in an F1 car in Valencia in June, where he was faster in a 2012 car than Renault's reserve driver, Sergei Sorotkin. Uh, And as I mentioned just this week, Renault confirmed another test. Uh, This quote from managing director of Renault, Cyril Abitable from F1 Fanatic, uh, quote, while the first day of testing at Valencia was no more than to let Robert get reacquainted with the field driving again, uh, this second test will be to assess his capabilities to return to the highest level of competition. So, uh, frankly, this sounds pretty darn official. Um, I, I would not be uh surprised to hear that after this, he, he also passed with flying colors. He uh Appeared to be shocked at just how well he he did uh, himself uh, and everyone else around him. So and the guy is clearly a talent. So uh, with Julian Palmer struggling quite a bit and not doing nearly as well, as Nico Holkenberg, you've got to believe that Renault's right like we we could really use someone with uh, with his talents. Uh, and in fact, uh, when asked in an interview with AutoExpress.co.uk what Kubica thought about the odds of an f1 return before and after the first test Kubica said it was a 10 to 20% chance uh before having that test but after uh he says quote because i'm very realistic and i'm keeping my feet flat on the ground uh i'd put it at 80 or 90% <laughs> uh, which I, I if that's a realistic guess then then We may very well see him uh, in a car soon. Uh, Continuing that quote, though, uh, once my comfort or, let's say, limitation things were gone in three laps, I could concentrate on uh, trying to get back into the proper rhythm. I'm surprised how it felt. It felt for me like I hadn't driven for one month, not six years. So... He was feeling great after the first test, um, and the second test is going to be coming up here pretty soon. So 80 to 90% that he's going to come back to F1. It sounds like everyone wants him to do it. Like, Renault is letting him test. Uh, he seems game. Um, Julian Palmer's not doing so great, so not great news for him. Um, so I... I Be on the lookout, I guess. Uh, speaking of getting back in the car, Billy Monger, the uh, F... Formula 4 racer who lost his legs in a horrific crash earlier this year. Just um, uh, one of the worst crashes I've ever seen. Uh, Just 11 weeks later, has jumped in a car and done laps at Brands Hatch Circuit. Uh, I will link to the BBC article so you can see pictures of the specialized steering wheel, um, which is awesome. It looks like he's got... uh, accelerate and brake on uh, one paddle, and then, or it's it's two layers. It's like two paddles above, like closer to the driver th- than the steering wheel, than the steering wheel, and then the uh, paddles behind the steering wheel. So um, there's a lot going on on that wheel, but it's it's awesome that he was able to, to get in and drive. Um, this is from the article. Uh, Monger said his ambition now was to compete in the 24 Hours of Le Mans uh, with Frenchman Frederic Saucé, who lost both arms and legs due t- through uh, due to an illness, which wow, <laughs> I don't know anything about that guy, but that'd be impressive too. Um, he also tweeted, "Billy did uh, first time back in a car. It's been too long." Uh, bicep emoji hashtag Billy Wiz hashtag I'm back. So great to see him back in the car and uh, keeping up good spirits. Uh, And finally, a quick trip through the rumor mill here. Reuters says some business registrations for a company called Force One can be tied to a director at Force India. Uh, This is after the team's owner, Vijay Malia told Motorsport.com, quote, there are some people who believe the current name Force India is restrictive psychologically. He was also quoted on June 14th as saying he was considering Uh, changing the name of the Silverstone-based team, sorry, Danny, uh, Silverstone-based team, uh, to make it more attractive to potential sponsors and give it more of an, quote, international flavor. Flavor. So, uh, (laughs) I guess Force One, it's a fine name. It just makes me think of, uh, you know, Harrison Ford. Uh, But, sure. Or... NBA shoes, I suppose. Get off my car. Uh, And regarding all those rumors of an unhappy Max Verstappen jumping from Red Bull to Ferrari, uh, his father, Joss, has put the kibosh on that, saying uh, this from f1i.com, quote, don't make your own stories. We are happy at Red Bull. So there's that. Let's race around the world, shall we? World Superbike is at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca in Monterey, California for their eighth round. Supercars are in what is perhaps the best name for a place ever, Townsville, Australia, at the uh, racetrack. Oh, it's a street circuit, actually, uh, for the Townsville 400. Formula is back at Fuji Speedway in Oyama, Shizuoka Prefecture. Japan for their third round. Uh, the IMSA WeatherTech Championship is at the Canadian Tire Motorsports Park in Bowmanville, Ontario, Canada, uh, and they will be supported this week by the United States Formula Four Championship, uh, which is cool. IndyCar is at the Iowa Speedway in Newton, Iowa, for the Iowa Corn 300. The NHRA is at Route 66 Speedway in Elwood, Illinois, for the Route 66 Nationals and nascar they're at the kentucky speedway in sparta kentucky for the quaker state 400 presented by Advance auto parts and all those dudes with their ripped abs doesn't actually say that i was just thinking about 300 formula two is also back this weekend supporting formula one at the red bull ring uh but i can't get confirmation if nbc sports network is showing it whether on tv or on uh the app i i just don't know uh typically the feature race is on saturday and the sprint race uh which is the one that reverses the grid uh is on sunday uh so be on the lookout for that i've actually been watching a lot of formula two and it's you know it's uh it's it's simultaneously like more low key cuz like there's nobody in the audience or anything, anything um but everyone's very all the drivers are really uh hungry and they're all it it feels like it's the last lap of the race at, at every lap uh and you know because they're less experienced a lot more incidents happen so if if you're just looking for more um Racing to watch, I, I, I would recommend a Formula 2, um, especially if you've got an NBC Sports Network subscription. Formula 1, though, starts Friday, July 7th at 1 a.m. Pacific time. You can watch that on the NBC Sports Network app. Free Practice 2 is same day, 5 a.m. Uh, also on the NBC Sports app, although it will re-air on NBC Sports Network at 12 noon. Pacific. Free practice three is Saturday, July 8th at 2 a.m. on the app, followed by qualifying at 5 a.m. on NBC NBC Sports Network. The race, however, is Sunday, July 9th at 5 a.m. on CNBC. Let's take a look at driver standings, shall we? Out in front, Sebastian Vettel with 153. Hamilton, Mm, kind of close behind. Fourteen points behind with 139. Botas has one hundred and eleven points, followed by Ricardo with ninety-two. Raikkonen's got seventy-three. Verstappen's got forty-five. I I saw a stat that said, um, Red Bull has completed the fewest racing laps of any team, including McLaren, which is absolutely crazy. I think Will Buxton pointed that out. Um, yeah, that's poor, poor news for Max Verstappen, um, but great news for Fernando Alonso uh, and, and Stoffel Van Dorn. Um So, yeah, Verstappen is in sixth with 45. Sergio Perez has uh, 44 points. Esteban Ocon with 35. Sainz has 29. Massa in 10th place with 20. Hülkenberg's got 18. Strolls got 17 uh, after his podium last time. Uh, Magnussen has uh, 11 Grosjean's got 10, verline has got 5, Kaffiat's got 4, Alonso's got 2, and Palmer, Ericsson, Van Dorn, and Antonio Giovinazzi have 0, I'm sorry. Teams, however, Mercedes out in the lead with 250, Ferraro's got 226, Red Bull's 137, Force India with 79, Williams in 5th place with 37, Toro Rosso's got 33, Gene Austin crew have 21, Renault's got 18, Sauber's got 5, and McLaren is on the board with two points. Emails. Uh, y'all can email us by going to f1.cool slash emails and uh, filling out the contact form there. This first one is from Andrew with the subject weather in Baku. Uh, it says, hey, Drew and Danny, or possibly Dave. It's just me today. Uh, quick correction as I fear there may have been some confusion regarding the trap temperature uh, in Baku or regarding the temperature in Baku during the F1 weekend. Yes, it is true. I failed to specify. I I thought I I went back and listened. I thought I had specified that the 130 degrees I mentioned was track temperature, but I didn't say that, uh, not, it was not the air temperature. So apologies for any confusion that caused. uh, I think only death Valley gets up into the one thirties. Um, Andrew continues, though, with an interesting point. Uh, He says, interestingly, it's unlikely an F-1 race could be run in weather that hot, Uh, meaning 130 degrees. Uh, Recently, Phoenix, Arizona, had some near-record temperatures, around 120, uh, and because of the heat, some airplanes were unable to fly. And this actually rings rings true with um, what I've seen in uh, my own uh, flight training. There are charts in your airplane manual that will tell you uh, the runway distance needed to take off, and that chain that number changes uh, depending on the air temperature because I think yeah less the hotter the air is, the less dense it is so uh, he continues uh, since many of the forces that keep airplanes up keep race cars down, a race at those temperatures would be a total mess, not to mention the drivers would refuse to go out because of the risk of heat stroke. Uh, It's not because of the potential lack of downforce, but the FIA schedules the races in Texas, Bahrain, and Abu Dhabi away from the middle of the season because they all get 100-degree-plus daytime temperatures. In 2013, there was some concern that the Hungarian Grand Prix might have to be postponed several hours as they were experiencing a massive heat wave with temperatures getting above 105 degrees. Uh, By the way, let me look up um, what 120 is in Celsius... Uh, 48.9. So, yeah, 49 degrees. What's 130? It is 54. Yeah, so track temperature was 54 degrees Celsius. Still, that's real hot. Uh, next email comes in from Joe with the subject Azerbaijan red flag. Uh, hey, love the podcast. You guys are great to listen to. Thank you. Even, quote, third wheel Dave Lang, who very much undersells himself. I'm sure he would be happy to hear that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I'm from Canada, and we get the sports uh, Sky Sports feed, who's broadcast team has zero doubts about or had zero doubts about the red flag procedures relating to Perez and Kimi's cars uh, under the red flag conditions if sorry if uh, let me reset here if you recall there was a red flag and uh, Sergio Perez and Kimi Raikkonen had both incurred uh, a lot of damage in some laps prior to that so they came into the garage then there was a red flag they fixed their cars and got back out before the red flag was over, but then incurred a penalty for fixing their cars under the red flag. And there was some confusion on the NBC Sports Network broadcast about, well, why did they get that penalty? So, um, Joe is saying, uh, under red flag conditions, you're not allowed to fix the cars. Currently, you are allowed to change tires, but changing tires under a red flag is being outlawed next season. This is from the FIA Regulations 41.4, Section 8. Whilst the race is suspended, the aerodynamic setup from the front wing may be adjusted using the existing parts. No parts may be added, removed, or replaced. Perez and Kimi received damage so recently before the red flag, and there were so many cars out of the race, it was conceivable that if they fixed their cars and took the penalty, that they could still get points. That did not end up happening in the end, but that was the strategy at the time. Which makes so much more sense, so great to have that clarification but um i guess my question still is though to not incur those penalties what could they have done uh could like would they have had to totally stop work in the garage during the red flag and then resumed once the race had restarted um i guess there would no be there wouldn't be a point by then but um I guess that's why they opted for the, the penalty approach. So uh, good to know. Uh, quite intre- uh, Joe continues. Quite interestingly, Vettel was allowed to change his front wing during the red flag due to safety concerns that parts of his front wing would fly off, causing debris on the track that would be hazardous. Uh, meanwhile, Hamilton's rear floor slash diffuser, which was damaged by Vettel, uh, was not allowed to be changed, leaving Hamilton the only car with damage from the incident when the race was restarted. Interesting point. Uh, P.S. he says, Checo is a very common nickname for Sergio in Mexico. Uh, In their accent, Sergio sounds a lot closer to Checo than how we pronounce Sergio in the rest of North America. Illuminating. Thank you, Joe. Chris writes in with the subject NBC sports app commercials. Hello, Jens, love the podcast. It's gotten me back into watching races after several years off. And I thank you for that. Quick question. When you watch qualifying slash races on the NBC sports app, do you constantly get the same three commercials over and over? There is a particular Chevy commercial that makes me never want to step foot in the dealership ever again. I understand app commercial buys are not as substantial as broadcast, but it gets super annoying over a race weekend. Love what you guys are doing. Going the Patreon route and wishing you luck with your future endeavors. Thank you, Chris. Uh, yeah, totally. I I watched the um, so usually I watch it uh recorded on my PlayStation Four using the PlayStation View app, um, but while I was in LA for E3, I watched the race uh, on the NBC Sports Network app, um, and suffered through all those terrible commercials. However, I will point out that because, uh, some of the commercial buys are pretty low, you will get the same commercial over and over again, but sometimes, and maybe this was a technical glitch. I don't know. Or if they just ran out of ad inventory for the race, uh, they would cut to a commercial break, nothing would happen. And then they would just go back to the, uh, race in like a second. So you might get lucky. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, completely skip a commercial break. But, you know, that's why I I use the mute button and, uh, you know, have, um, you know, a game of Solitarica on my iPhone rolling for occasions like that. Uh, And finally, this one is a little late, but I love it when we get emails like this, so I'm going to read it. Uh, Jeremy in Pennsylvania or he just says PA. I'm going to assume that's Pennsylvania. Um says, hey, guys, this is now my second season watching Formula One 100% due to your podcast. And I wanted to say thank you for giving me something that my father-in-law and I can enjoy together. You are very welcome, Jeremy. Uh, I met my wife in high school 17 years ago. We've been married for three. Wow, congratulations. Uh, and her father and I have always gotten along well, but we never had many shared interests. I know he had a background in racing because he used to race rally cars in Poland. And then the U.S. Awesome. Uh, So after I listened listened to your podcast on a whim, I asked if he had any interest in Formula One. We now enjoy watching the races together whenever we can and always have something to talk about at the family gatherings. Uh, This all culminated with us attending the Canadian Grand Prix this past weekend, where we sat just past the hairpin at turn 10. We were just disappointed to see our boy Verstappen crash out early, but we had a great time at the event anyway. So I just wanted to say happy Father's Day. Jacek. Uh, and happy Father's Day to all the F1 dads out there. I hope you all get the chance to share this cool sport with your sons and daughters or sons and daughters-in-law. Thanks again, guys, and keep up the good work, Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, it is, it is, I agree. Uh, it's something that uh, that I have introduced, honestly, um, a lot of, uh, I. It's, it's one more thing that I can talk to a lot of my friends about. Um, somehow, through various means, a lot of us have, um come to formula one uh and it's 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 yet another cool thing to uh to chat about over and 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 <laughs> chat about and um spitball i guess and theorize uh about that's that's one of the reasons that i love formula one is that you can everyone's got an opinion and, every, and anything can happen so um yeah thanks thanks for thanks for writing in uh that is it for emails uh, again, you can hit us up at f1.cool slash emails. We are also on Twitter. Follow at ShiftF1 Podcast for show updates and any fun F1 stuff we run across. I am at Drew Scanlon. Uh Danny is at Danny O'Dwyer and Dave Lang is at Joseph J. Brony. Shout outs this week to Sean Hannon, aka Hannon, comma Sean. Uh, comma spelled out uh, and ken for sending us clips of the tour de france riding along a portion of the spa circuit including a rouge which was super cool uh, i will put uh links to uh those videos in uh, the show notes uh thanks also to everyone who sent us a clip of kimmy yelling for his steering wheel when they were shuttling his fixed car back back for the restart in uh, baku i'm i'm not sure if we mentioned it last week but it was absolutely hilarious so uh, i will include it in the show notes and require that everyone watch it uh, as always you can find our show notes on f1.cool along with how to subscribe via rss itunes google play and wherever podcasts are sold until next time i'm drew scanlon if you want to support us we are both on patreon danny and i i am at patreon.com slash clock map danny at patreon.com slash danny odwyer have a good race weekend everyone we will see you all next week